0: Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you.
1: We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy, and we are here to guide you to go from good to amazing in the bedroom and beyond.
0: All right, welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. This is episode 217, and it's titled 15 Bedroom Mistakes That Are Causing Bad Sex. Okay. But how we kept this list to only 15, I don't even know because, you know, we work with a lot of clients. We talk to a lot of people about sex, whether they're clients, friends, whatever.
1: That's what we do all the time.
0: That's pretty much what we do all the time. And we've pretty much heard it all at this point. Uh, There are so many little things that people don't think about that really mess up their sex life. And the crazy thing is, is that It could just be one or two little things. And they're like, we don't understand why our sex isn't good or why we're not connecting or why I'm not orgasming or whatever it is. You fix one or two of these little things and it radically shifts how they show up in the bedroom and the experience they have. And for them, it's groundbreaking. Like, oh my God, (laughs) you've just transformed my life. And we're like, yeah, that was pretty much common sense. But... The idea here is not to, you know, say, oh, people, you should all know this or this is common sense or, you know, you're dumb for not knowing it. The point is, is that people just don't think about some of these things because they are such small things or common sort of sense things sometimes that people don't even realize.
1: Well, and they've got a part of a reality. You know, you'll see them when you watch a show on TV and movies and people just don't see them anymore because it's just there.
0: Yeah, or they think it's normal Mm -hmm. and they have no idea the impact that these things are having. So that's what we're going to talk about in this show. We're going to go over 15 of some of the more common things that we see that people do that lead to bad experiences in the bedroom.
1: So you'll know what not to do in bed and how to fix it.
0: Right. And, you know, a lot of times in these shows, we'll go through all the things you shouldn't do, and then we'll go through all the things you should do. But this time, the way we're going to do it is as we talk about one and tell you what not to do, we'll also be telling you how to course correct it as we go along.
1: Absolutely. Before we get started, let's give a big shout out to our sponsors, Power & Mastery. So if you want to join the secret club of men who are great in bed, then check out Power & Mastery at powerandmastery.com. It is the most complete sexual mastery training for men. Whether you want to have harder erections, last longer, or increase your sexual skills, there is something for you at PowerAndMastery.com. So make sure to check it out.
0: Okay, so what not to do in bed and how to fix it. These are not necessarily in any particular order. We did sort of roughly group them together so that we're talking about similar things all at the same time rather than jumping all over the place. But they're not necessarily in any particular order. So I just wanted to say that up front. So what's number one, Celine?
1: You know, interestingly enough, number one is so common that you might not guess it. Close your eyes during lovemaking.
0: Yeah. So why is that a problem? Well, because you're not connecting with the person that you're there having sex with. Sex literally is about connection. It's about nothing else but connection. I mean, that's honestly what you're doing here. You're connecting in one of the most intimate, physical ways that you can possibly connect with another human being. So you're supposed to actually be connecting.
1: So what's interesting is sometimes people will start, they'll look at each other or they'll do some foreplay of some kind or whatever. But once they get going and they get very close they close their eyes, they turn up their body, and they're gone in their little worlds. And then the other one might be like, hey, I could use a little help to get there. Uh, or I want to connect with you. Hello, where are you?
0: Or, uh, hello, you're not paying attention to what I mm-hmm. need in this moment. And see, there's, there's, there's several problems here. One is when people close their eyes, they tend to go into fantasy land. Okay, that's a problem because fantasy land is not reality. hmm And that can have major negative impacts on not only your lovemaking, but your relationship. So this can affect guy's erections. This can affect both men's and women's ability to orgasm. Because now you're off in fantasy land, right? And then at some point, inevitably, you have to come back... (laughs) to the reality, and if the reality that you come back to doesn't match the fantasy land that you were just in, so for instance, you close your eyes, you're a guy, and you're having sex, and you're going off into fantasy land about whatever your favorite porn genre is or whatever, and then at some point you come back and you realize, oh, this this isn't that. She doesn't look like that. She's not screaming like that. She's not ejaculating all over Mm -hmm. in three seconds like that, right? And that can really affect men's ability to sustain an erection. Mm -hmm. Whereas had you just stayed present in the moment, appreciating the actual person you were with, you probably wouldn't have that problem. The same thing can happen for women. They can uh, jeopardize their ability to have an orgasm by going off into fantasy land. Some women actually will tell us that the reason they close their eyes is so that they can actually access their orgasm. Mm -hmm. But it's not necessary.
1: I, I don't think so. I really think it's a big mistake and I see it all the time. I had to teach pretty much every every one of my boyfriend when I was younger to like keep their eyes open.
0: Yeah. Well, and the thing is, if your eyes are closed, you can't possibly be paying attention to what's happening no. with the other person. And this is true for both partners, for sure. But I think it's even more true for men... You need to be watching her. You need to be looking at all the subtle signs, all the visual acuity. We talk about this on the show all the time. If you're not paying attention to her facial expressions and, you know, are her cheeks, you know, blah, 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 are her... um...
1: We'll come back to that because it's a point below.
0: Yes. Okay. So (laughs) You're giving too
1: much there, Kevin. sorry.
0: Well, but the point is you can't do that if you have your eyes closed, right? Now, there are a few people listening saying... But what if I just want to close my eyes and receive? There are times when that's okay, but you have to agree to that. You have to say, okay, this is all about you. I'm just going to give to you. You can close your eyes. You can lay back. You can just get lost in your own world. This is just about you receiving pleasure. That's fine Mm -hmm. as long as that's what the two of you have agreed to, especially beforehand. Exactly. Exactly.
1: And there's a very clear giver and receiver.
0: Yes. Exactly.
1: Because you're not trying to give up your eye closed. (laughs) Fumbling in the dark.
0: Ow, ow, stop poking me.
1: (laughs) Sorry, can't see a thing. But which leads to number two, having it too dark in the room or too cold.
0: Yeah, well, (laughs) it's too cold. That's another one we should should have put on the list. But too dark in the room, the reason why that's on the list and the reason why it's number two right after number one is because it creates the same problem. Yes. Same problem of not being able to connect. And the thing is, if you're closing your eyes, you can always just open your eyes and reconnect again. Mm-hmm. But if it's so dark in the room that you literally can't see anything, you're never going to get that connection. And here's the thing. We see this actually with a lot of couples. You know, there there are couples that will tell us they can't make love.
1: With the lights on? With
0: the lights on. Like, not just with without the lights on, because, you know depending on where you live and how much light you have coming in from streetlight cities, whatever, you can have the lights off and still see Mm -hmm. and still connect with the person. But maybe you live someplace where there's not as much light pollution or maybe you've always got the blinds closed so your neighbors aren't staring in and watching you have sex or whatever it is. It can be quite dark in the room. Mm -hmm. And again, that's, that's really blocking the connection. I notice, you know, you and I always make love where we can see each other.
1: I know if we don't, it just feels really weird. The there few have, times we've had.
0: Yeah, there have been a few times where like you've woken me up in the middle of the night because you couldn't sleep, and you're like, "Let's have sex," and I'm like, "Okay, great," you know. And it's it's weird. It's it really honestly is. weird to make love in complete darkness when I can't see you. Mm-hmm. It's just weird. I mean, some people are like, "Well, it's not weird for me." Well, maybe it's not weird for you, but you're not having the connection that you should be having.
1: And I added cold to this because. This is really important. If you, if your environment is too cold, you can't relax. If you can't relax and get into your parasympathetic nervous system, you can't surrender. You can't have orgasms. And so it's essential to have an environment that fosters relaxation and orgasms.
0: Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay.
1: Number three. three. Oh, Oh, that's why. Number
0: three. I want to strangle people who do number three. Having the TV on in the background. Okay, look. If you were sitting on the couch and the TV was on and she saunters over and happens to be in some lingerie and sits on top of you and decides to just make love to you right then and there, great. No problem whatsoever. Who cares, right? But that's not the scenario that happens most of the time. What happens most of the time is you literally have the TV on in the background and then you're like, hey, I want to have sex or let's have sex. Okay. And you leave the TV on and it's, you got like the news going on in the background. Talk about a fucking erection killer. The news? Really? Or some stupid sitcom? You know, like mm-hmm. the problem here is it's a major distraction.
1: Well, honestly, a TV doesn't have a room in a bedroom, in my opinion.
0: No, and this is another thing, is almost everybody we work with has a TV in their room. Almost everybody we know has a TV in their bedroom.
1: And almost everybody who wants to have good sex, we tell them to take it out.
0: Yeah, most of the people we know who do have good sex on a regular basis don't have a Mm -hmm. TV in their room. There's Your bedroom, we've talked about this many times in the show, we've talked about how to create the perfect sort of sanctuary Mm -hmm. in your bedroom, but the bedroom is really for two things, sleeping, having sex.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: you don't need a tv for either of those and the idea is you want to create an environment that's conducive especially if you've been in a relationship for a long time you've been together for a long time maybe you even might have some age-related sexual dysfunction creeping in like you need all the distractions <laughs> the fuck out of that room yeah you really do
1: so as we are talking about things that need to get out of the room that's number four having pets get the pets out of the bed oh my
0: god all right. Scenarios we have either heard of or seen re- involving pets in the room during sex. Okay, here's a couple I can think of that I remember. Uh, the pets get horny and start humping you.
1: Well, you are having sex.
0: While you're humping, the pets are humping you. Yes. Yeah, no. or, or sniffing around and sticking their nose in places that it shouldn't be. No. Or... Simply just laying on the bed, but in the way, yes, you can't necessarily move because the dog's in the way or the cat's or the in cat. the way, mm-hmm. right? Um, here's one: she starts moaning and the dog starts howling. <laughs> now, granted, it's funny when it happens, right? And you laugh, but it totally breaks the moment. If you were getting anywhere near an orgasm, it's not happening the second that dog starts howling.
1: <laughs> there's also something where. <clears throat> energetically the pet kind of becomes the master and you have to establish your boundaries I've heard different stories and people that were like not getting along in the bedroom until they were able to remove the pet the pet knew then that its place was somewhere else and then the man in the house was able to take its real place
0: Yeah, so we love pets, by the way. We We are big animal people. We love animals.
1: Just not in the bed.
0: Just not in the bed, especially when you're having sex. Yeah, well, actually, this is really about not in the room. Like, they should not be in the room while you're having sex. Again, it's another distraction. It's one more thing to keep track of. Mm -hmm. Just not conducive for being fully present and interacting only well, with your partner.
1: Unless you're wanting to have some kind of a threesome and have your ass being licked while you're fucking somebody else.
0: No, no. Sorry. We, we do not condone bestiality on this show. No. We do not. If you want to have a threesome and have your salad tossed, <laughs> great. Find another human. <laughs> Get the <that> pets out. <laughs> no pets in the room during lovemaking. Don't do it.
1: Okay, last but not least kind of around the bedroom, too, is number five, having the room be a mess. And and that we see a lot.
0: Yeah, and this is more of like an energetic thing. It's like, again, this idea of having the bedroom be a sanctuary, a place where you can relax. How many people, unless they're just naturally a messy person and just really don't care, most people cannot relax in a messy room.
1: Especially her.
0: Especially her. She's going
1: to be thinking, okay, i got to fold this laundry, put this away, do this, do that. She's not going to be here.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That is so true with the overwhelming majority of women. If that room's a mess, she is thinking about that basket of laundry sitting on the floor or the fact that the floor needs to be vacuumed or that the sheets are dirty and probably need Mm -hmm. to be washed tomorrow. I mean, she's thinking about all of that stuff. And trust me, if she's thinking about those things, she is not... Having an orgasm. It's not going to happen.
1: No. No, it doesn't work that way. We wish, but no.
0: It's
1: <laughs> Like, well, I can multitask. Maybe I can think about my to-do list and come. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Never has anybody said, oh my God, when I was, when I was having an orgasm, when I remember when I came really hard, I was totally thinking about the laundry. <laughs> 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 Never has a woman ever said that. It just doesn't happen.
1: All right, number six. This is a biggie. Being on your phone, tablet, or computer.
0: Okay, so we have actually heard stories of, like, one person is giving the other person oral sex, and the the person receiving is literally on their phone.
1: They were um, shopping for food and ordering food for afterwards. Yeah. That is so bad.
0: Yeah while receiving oral sex.
1: That is so bad. Well, are you really receiving or
0: No. No. You're you're really not rece- the, the, the thing is, especially in that scenario, or really any scenario where somebody is giving to you. Honestly, it's disrespectful. It it's really disrespectful. Is. It's just like, yeah, whatever. I don't really care that you're going down on me. Like, whatever. I got other things to do. It's not really that important. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Pay attention.
1: Yeah, there's also another message where, let's say you're in bed, the two of you are on your phones and you're scrolling down social media and you're connecting with all these people, giving all these people your energy, and yet you're giving nothing to your relationship. And this happens a lot.
0: You know, and this this really is a sign of a broader issue that's probably happening throughout the relationship. If you're not giving attention to them when they are doing some very intimate act to you in that moment, I'd be willing to bet that there are a lot of other areas of that relationship you are not paying attention to.
1: Yeah, but maybe even you're not even doing like having any sex, you're just um, sitting in bed, you know, and I find that so sad.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, again, it depends on what your boundaries are. It's like you could be sitting in bed because, you know, we used to do this a lot where we would go upstairs early and we would read in bed together. But the agreement was, hey, we're going to read for 30 minutes or whatever, an Mm -hmm. hour before we go to sleep. And Mm -hmm. that's fine. We're both kind of reading our own books, doing our thing. If that's the agreement that you have, that's fine. And for some people you know we've always had this you no know, technology in, in bed rule but for some people rather than reading a book they might just be you know reading something on their phone or cruising social media that's okay if that's the agreement in that moment but let's say you you decide okay we're going to go upstairs early and you know you're going to be on my phone whatever browsing amazon <laughs> whatever it is people do my
1: emails on
0: their phone you know social media if the person Next to you, suddenly decides I'm going to roll over and grab your cock or go down on you. Put the damn phone down.
1: Sorry, there's just one last email I need to take care of.
0: No, (laughs) no, no, don't do it. Don't do it. All
1: right, let's move to number seven.
0: All right, number seven, not giving compliments. This is something totally different now. So most of Mm -hmm. that other stuff we were talking about was in the realm of not paying attention, not being present, not really fully receiving and or giving Mm -hmm. with your partner, which... And
1: then setting the scene, the environment. Right,
0: all of that, all of that. And so now we're kind of going to, okay, even if you are doing all of those things, are you actually giving compliments? Like, I really love it when you do that, or oh, you look so hot in that position or in that lingerie or, you know, there's so, so many examples we could potentially give. And compliments
1: give. go both ways. You know, sometimes people think, well, he doesn't want to have cute names or be told nice things. I'm like, bullshit. He needs it as much as you do. Well,
0: and I don't have to necessarily be cute names, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. you, you had a list of uh, nicknames a mile long for me and they were awesome. They were all really cool names like, you know, King Kevin, and Master Cock and like... Yeah, I
1: wasn't calling you Honey Bear.
0: No, no, you weren't. I mean, I don't know. Sugar guess, Plum. No, 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 no. But the thing, you know, that, that's fine. Yeah. Just make sure that they're things that the other person actually likes. Yes. That's all.
1: Well, and I think the part of giving compliments too goes a long way because... It forces you to focus on what you've enjoyed in the bedroom, what you enjoy about each other, and it keeps the energy going. The more you tell me what you like about me or about what we just did, the more I want to do it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That was awesome. Let's do it again.
1: (laughs) I'm very big on like afterwards. So what did you like about it? Like kind of like, debreathing I mean, it doesn't sound sexy, but <laughs> checking in, you know, and be like, uh, often I'm like, tell me about your experience.
0: Yeah, you know, a lot of people will say things like, wow, oh, well, that breaks the mood, and I just want to lay there in my post-orgasmic bliss. That's fine. Lay there in your post-orgasmic bliss for a while, and and when you start to sort of come out of that, then it's okay to have that discussion. And don't don't make it, don't make it like... We going to have a scientific discussion <laughs> here. Like, make it fun and just be like, man, that that move that you did, or that thing that you did, or when we were doing this, it was so awesome. Like, wow, I really enjoyed it. Or I really felt altered in the moment, or that got me really turned on. Whatever it is, just talk about the things that you like, the things that you didn't like, you know. And yeah, I mean, this is this is how you really get to know your partner and what they like, what they don't like, and that's how they get to know you. And you get to go, wow, we should really try that thing again.
1: And you also get to be vulnerable in sharing your love. So many people, and sometimes men a little bit more, they'll feel a wave of love for their partner and they have no idea where it comes from. And And then they they hold it back.
0: No idea how to express it. Exactly. Exactly. They feel a little overwhelmed by it and then they don't know what to say.
1: And it's a lost occasion for great intimacy.
0: Right, because what tends to happen with men is when they don't know how to say it, they just clam up and don't Mm -hmm. say it. Yeah. So yeah.
1: Number eight. You go too fast, too quick. Okay, where to begin with that one?
0: Ooh, okay. Yeah, all right. I know know where to begin. Okay. (laughs) They just jump straight into penetration Mm -hmm. without any sort of foreplay. Now, if the first sexual act is penetration, that can be okay as long as there were other types of foreplay beforehand. Now, for women, talking is literally foreplay.
1: For some women.
0: For some women, yeah. Not necessarily all women. Some women are like, give me the dick, but... (laughs) But for a lot of women talking, if you had a wonderful dinner and you got to really connect and share deeply, her pussy's already wet. Mm-hmm. It's already wet. So, so the place to start is don't just jump right in. And this is something that you see a lot where, especially the guys are like, I'm horny. I want to have sex. Take your clothes off and spread your legs and let's penetrate. But take some time.
1: Or the other scenario with going too fast, too quick is you're trying to go from zero to hundred, putting in an intensity that's really crazy, forcing yourself to be more turned down than you really are and not giving the chance to your body to go at its own pace.
0: Yeah. So this shows up a little bit differently for men and women. For men, the way it shows up is, let's just go straight to penetration and straight to pounding.
1: Yeah, because I've got a boner, I'm going to use it.
0: Right. One of the big problems with, oh, there's two big problems with that <laughs> strategy. Number one is she's probably not ready. Yeah. She's not open enough and she's probably not lubricated enough. And it's probably going to be slightly painful or irritating to her. And if she's not good at speaking up and letting you know that, she's just going to sit there and suffer through it, but she's not going to have an orgasm and she's not going to think you're a great lover. So that's problem number one. Problem number two is that by doing that, if you have any sort of trouble uh, holding back your ejaculation and really controlling it, you are just basically, you're going to sprint, blow your wad and be done. And Ooh. she's not going to have an orgasm and she's not going to be satisfied. We see it all the time.
1: The way it can show up for her is she goes straight into like crazy porn, moaning, sounding like she's having kind of an orgasm, which she might have some waves. But then there's no room to go further and higher. And then she can't come.
0: Yep. Yep, that is basically her going straight into the, huh, huh, you know, the, the porn, mm-hmm. what we call porn sounds, right? One of the reasons why women do that is because... Do you when think they think it's sexy? Well, when they do see porn, they see this is what women do. Yeah. And they think this is what I'm supposed to do. Once he starts, you know, pounding me, I'm supposed to go oh like this, you know? That's it's not real, it's not real, and nobody gets there that quick. I mean, it can happen on occasion. You're really turned on, you're you got really the right, horny, angle. <laughs> you got the right, like it happens. I mean, there have been times, especially early on when we were mm-hmm. dating, where we would have sex, and you know, you'd, you'd come in minutes, mm-hmm. you know, like single digit minutes, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's not the norm, it's not the norm, it can happen sometimes, but so. Yeah, for women, the way it manifests is they, they just go straight into that, you know, porn sounds, hyperventilating, breathing and screaming. And then there's like, yeah, there's nowhere left for the body to go. And the reality is, is that the accoutrements are there, <laughs> the breathing, the screaming, you know, the eyes in the back of the head. But the vagina's not there. You know, the clit's not there. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, it can actually prevent some women from getting there. Yeah.
1: So, take your time, go much slower.
0: Yes. All right. So, we are about halfway through the list, and that means it's time for a break from our sponsor, which again is me today. We get our little sword swish for when I do my ad. All right, guys, do you know what makes a man great? You know the kind of masculine man that women are irresistibly attracted to and want. Is it money, job title, his physical body, being great in bed, a big penis, and great pickup lines? Hmm, is it really any of those things? What if you don't have any of those things? Or what if you only have some of those things? What if you've had a string of failed relationships, are embarrassed by your bedroom skills, and doubt whether you can rise to the occasion, and you worry about lasting long enough, or are always stuck in the friend zone? This is where I can help you. If you like listening to the Love Lab podcast, men and you like the type of advice that I give you, and you are looking for help in this area, go to celineremycom forward slash go forward slash warrior and sign up for a strategy call for me. Let's get on the phone. Let's talk about how I can possibly help you. You do not need to sit there and suffer with a life of crappy sex.
1: And it works whether you're single or in a relationship.
0: Absolutely, it does. A lot of times guys will say, well, well, I'm not in a relationship, so is it it worth doing the work right now? Yeah, do the work now so that when you do get a relationship, you don't screw it up, Mm -hmm. right? And then, of course, if you're in a relationship, fix it now. Fix it now so that you continue to have that relationship. It is never too early. It is never too late to start. So, men, if you are looking for a coach to help you fix your sex, love, and relationship problems, go to celineremycom forward slash go forward slash warrior and sign up. Awesome.
1: <laughs> Number nine. All right, this is a biggie. Here's the mistake you give the way you want to receive. And not how your partner wants to receive.
0: Mm, This is another one we see a lot. We see this when it comes to compliments. We see this when it comes to gift giving. Mm -hmm. And we see this when it comes to giving sexual acts in the bedroom. Yes. This is just one of those funny things that humans do. (laughs) Humans look at the world through their own sort of... uh, uh,
1: filters or lenses. they like, I like it this well, way. Yeah, so but it's like egocentric
0: place. That's the word that I Everybody was for.
1: should like it like me.
0: Right, exactly. Like, well, I love having my shoulders rubbed. So naturally she's going to want her shoulders rubbed. Maybe she doesn't care. She doesn't hold her stress in her shoulders. What she wants is her feet rubbed. Now yes. that would do it. You start pushing the right spots on that feet and that pussy gets lubricated instantly, mm-hmm. right? You need to think about what they like what they want, not necessarily what you want. Now, if you happen to like the same things, great. Yeah. Awesome. Easier. Easier. You don't really have to think much.
1: But you have to stretch yourself, if even if it's not comfortable. If your partner wants dirty talking, give it to them.
0: Yeah. And honestly, I mean, no matter how similar you are, most people are going to have different things yes. that they like and they want. So you have to give that to them. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you might make a compromise. Like, you know, if you're a guy and you're like, man, just pounding sex is what does it for Uh you. And she's like, no, no, I want slow sex. There may be times where you do both because you're a couple and you want to satisfy each other. And there are times when you're going to say, great. I'm going to go slow and give you the slow rhythmic sex that you really want that mm. really turns you on, that gets you to your orgasm. And then there might be other times where she's like, well, I know this isn't going to get me to an orgasm, but I know you love it. And so just pound me, right? You know, like, that's the thing. you got to give the way they want to receive. This goes for compliments also. Yes. This is why we teach the love languages so frequently, because the love languages. Help you understand how they want to receive different yes. things, whether it's gifts, whether it's appreciations, whether it's physical acts. Right. The idea is you got to know how they like it. So let's just say that you are a uh, words of appreciation love language. Mm -hmm. And you really like hearing compliments. You like to hear that you're beautiful or that
1: That that you're
0: loved or that the things you do around the house are appreciated. Mm -hmm. Those are the things that really get you going and turn you on and make you just feel happy, light you up in life. But then I am more of like an acts of service kind of guy. Maybe I don't speak too much. And maybe the way I show it to you is through doing little things around the house okay, it's great that I'm doing things for you. I'm not saying stop doing those things, but you're not going to receive it the same if it's not coming through in a way that you can truly appreciate. So as a guy, I might be acts of service, and I'm still going to do those acts of service because that's how I like to show up. I'm also going to give you the words of appreciation that you need, right? Same thing with gifts too. Oh my God. How, <laughs> many, how many times have you gotten a gift where this person was so excited to give you a gift and they're like, oh my God, I got you this gift and it's so amazing. And you get it and you're like, but this is you. Yes. This is what you love. I mean, it's okay. It's not like I hate it, but it's not me, right? Because people do that. They're in the still like, oh my God, I love this thing. Oh my God, I can't wait to give it to them. Not thinking that the other person might not give a damn about it. <laughs>
1: You know, it's about being smart about how you use your energy because you might be spending a lot of time and energy and effort into doing something that only works halfway or, or a quarter of the way and you could do something else that requires way less energy that lands 100%. Yep. I know which one I'd choose. <laughs> less
0: Efficiency. energy and lands 100%. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Let's move on to number 10.
0: Number 10. Ooh, this is an interesting one. Too quiet. Hmm. You know, a lot of people are very reserved when it comes to noises in the bedroom, especially if you have kids or stuff like that, Mm -hmm. or you live in an apartment. You know, we have a friend, she lives in an apartment, and I have to really appreciate her. She'll know who she is when she hears this show, but... I will appreciate her because she lives in her apartment, and her bedroom's like—I I don't know if it's right next to the living room or whatever it is—but she can totally hear her neighbors, you know, when they're talking and doing stuff like—and you know, have
1: sex too—and
0: have sex. And she doesn't give a damn when she has sex. She screams, she orgasms, and she's just like, "Deal with it."
1: Yes, that's the way it should be. That is
0: the way it should be. Well, so,
1: and too quiet also sometimes means you're not opening up your mouth. You're not relaxing into the energy of the moment. But it also can mean that you're not communicating. Communicating what you want, what you like, what you desire.
0: Yeah, it, sure, it certainly could mean that. Um, another way that too quiet shows up is that when you're a guy and you're trying to <laughs> master your ejaculation...
1: And you were going there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: One of the ways that you can control your ejaculation is by moving energy through your body. And we teach in our Master Your Ejaculation program, we teach you many different ways to move that energy. You can use breathing and different techniques to move that energy and circulate it through your body. But one of the ways to do that is to literally make sound. Making sound moves that energy up out of those lower centers, right? Down out of your genitals and moves it up and out through your mouth. If you actually, rather than tightening up and uh, clamping down on everything, if you were to let go a little bit and allow that energy to move through your body, and sound is one way to do that, um, you will actually have an easier time controlling your ejaculation.
1: But there's also where, where you're trying not to show that you're coming as a guy, and you <laughs> hold it back, and you're like super quiet. Well, if you just had become vocal, she was very close too. And the two of you could have gotten there
0: Uh, for sure there are times when she might be close and Mm -hmm. you're trying your best to hold back because Mm -hmm. you know that she's not there yet right generally the way we approach it as guys is we wait for you to start having an orgasm and if we're close then we'll let it go because like all right at least she had an orgasm Mm -hmm. right so i can let it go however if you're really struggling and you know you're not going to be able to hold it anyway tell her because she might get so turned on in that moment that that might be the very thing that pushes her over the edge and then yes. you can simultaneously orgasm
1: bonus
0: mm. <laughs> you need major bonus simultaneous orgasms are the best
1: all right number yeah,
0: baby. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> number
1: 11 no foreplay
0: yeah, no foreplay. I mean, we don't
1: really have to talk too much about that, but No,
0: but I started to talk about yes. it earlier in the show, so then we'll just co- sort of complete that. And I was I was going into like Foreplay can be a lot more than just like, I'll give you a little oral, you give me a little oral, then we'll penetrate, right? Like foreplay can start much earlier in the evening by, you know, giving appreciations and compliments, talking about what you want to do with each other.
1: Is the space in between each time you have sex, basically.
0: That's our definition. Yes. We, we, I would like to say, only because I've never heard anybody else say this, and I got to tell you, in, in any industry that's been around for a long time, and sex coaching has been around for a long time you're not recreating the wheel, right? Like there are very few things that a particular sex coach comes up with that is truly original. Now, a lot of the the main differences between sex coaches is how many tools do they have in their toolbox, right? Like how many things do they have that they can help you with? And the longer they've been around, the longer they've been doing it, the more tools they have, the more they can help you. But rarely are people really reinventing anything new. I think that that definition is something that you and I really uh, invented because I don't hear anybody else really saying that. Most people will say, well, it starts before you get into the bedroom. But what they never say is that it actually starts the second you're done having sex and it keeps going until the next time you have sex. Mm -hmm. And that's what we call our constant state of arousal, where you are always nurturing that through all the days and all the times. So there's that. And then there's, you know, it could be like starting at dinner where you're appreciating each other, right? Okay, that's working. That's getting her lubed up for sure. Mm-hmm. And then it could be like, okay, the dishes are done. Like, everything, you know, maybe we go sit on the couch for a little bit and we rub each other's shoulders or feet or whatever, right? That's foreplay too. Then we get up to the bedroom because it's date night and we've planned, hey, you know, we're going to get naked and touch each other. Then maybe it goes into some oral sex or some fingering or stroking or something like that. And then maybe it goes to sex. But you see there's a progression there and there's a lot of different ways that you can add foreplay in that isn't necessarily, okay, take your clothes off. I give I'm you a blowjob for a minute. I go down on you and then we, then we fuck. Like yep. the usual the that routine. most people do. The, the routine. <laughs> yeah.
1: Number 12. Sex ends when he finishes.
0: No, it doesn't especially if he is not able to control his ejaculation. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, This is interesting. something that we saw with a couple recently, uh, which that was their thing. Like if he came, sex was over and that was that. And she was struggling with having vaginal orgasms. It's like... Sex isn't over just because he ejaculated.
1: There's tons of other things you can do.
0: Use your fingers, use your mouth, use a vibrator. Like, There's plenty of other things you can do. This isn't just like, well, sex is all about him having an ejaculation, so whatever it takes to get there, and then once that's done, mission accomplished. No, no, no. (laughs) So if you
1: can change this idea... That sex ends when you feel satisfied and satiated, the two of you. It will both, totally transform.
0: Both of you. Mm-hmm. When you both feel satiated, that this moment in time that you have shared together feels complete for both of yes. you. That's when sex should And end. that
1: could happen before he ejaculates, It by certainly
0: way. could. Absolutely. It could be after.
1: It could be anywhere. Yep. So it's a good reframe to have.
0: Yeah, that, that, that is a huge one. I'm giving you a truth bomb today for that because... Oh, thank you. <laughs> because honestly, that is something that so few people truly understand. Yes. It really is. Um, um, there's a lot of things on here that maybe people don't get, but this is really a big one. Sex is, is not about the ejaculation or the orgasm. That's not the end-all, be-all. That doesn't decide when it starts and it doesn't decide when it ends. Yes. It doesn't.
1: It, it changes when you start to approach it about the journey and not the destination, the quality of the interaction is so different.
0: Very different. And that's honestly how you can really reach those altered states of mm-hmm. lovemaking that are like, out of this world, like, I feel like I left this dimension and went somewhere else and came back and yeah. I'm like, where am I? And I'm dizzy, like amazing, you know, stuff that you hear say like, tantra practitioners talk about like it's because Ooh. of tantra tantra will teach you how to get there. i mean tantra can help you get there but it helps you get there because it's teaching you how to do all these things like be present and pay attention mm-hmm. and you know have some decent technique control <laughs> your ejaculation you know all of those things so yeah
1: why don't you take number 13 because you started explaining it
0: Okay, number 13, not understanding or watching for your partner's nonverbal cues. We started talking about this in the beginning of the show also when we were talking about the fact that you shouldn't close your eyes or have the bedroom too dark or any of that kind of stuff because you need to be watching, especially if you're a guy. You need to be paying attention. Are her cheeks flush? Are her eyes rolling back in her head? Are her <laughs> lips quivering? Are they swollen and full?
1: Is she arching her back? Is she
0: arching her back? She have
1: goosebumps. Does she have
0: goosebumps. Are her
1: labia swollen or different in colors?
0: Exactly. Is her
1: clit pulsing? Mm-hmm. All so of many those things. things.
0: You need to be paying attention to all of those things. And I know guys, it, guys hate when we have to tell them this stuff, but they're like, well... But because what basically what we'll say to them is like, it's changing all the time. Yeah. So just because you saw it in the beginning doesn't mean it's going to be like that 10 minutes later, five minutes later. Like it's going to change. I'm like, oh, why is it so hard? Why do they have to be so hard to figure out? And, you know, why is it changing all the time? Why can't they do It doesn't matter. That's the way it is. It
1: is what it is.
0: It is what it is. And so you need to be always paying attention. Now, don't get so heady about doing that. Because this does happen with some men, men who have, say, delayed ejaculation. <laughs> One of the potential causes of that is they get so heady about overthinking, is she enjoying this? Does this feel good for her? Checklist, is this. Thing? are good, yeah, done, done, that They're done. totally distracted in their yeah. mind, and then they can't actually really enjoy the sex or achieve an orgasm themselves. So don't overthink it. Mm-hmm. But be paying attention. Always be paying attention.
1: All right, number 14. If you have to always rely on alcohol or weed to relax, that's a big mistake because even if it's legal, it just creates a filter. It creates a disconnect. I think the worst sex we've had was when we were high. Definitely. I know people say it makes it better, some people, but it's an illusion.
0: Well, okay. So here's, here's the secret to, because I know some people are going, yeah, it's totally better. All right, I'm going to tell you something you probably don't want to hear. The only reason why substances that alter your consciousness make sex better is because you're not very good at sex to begin with. Okay, what do I mean by that? Oh, of course I'm good. I can last whatever. No, what it means is a couple of things. Either you're not able to really drop into that space and be vulnerable and be open and feel what's happening in that Mm -hmm. moment until you completely numb yourself out. Or you're so superly overly distracted, and you can't stop your mind that you have to numb yourself out. Or that you don't have the guts or the balls to make the moves and do the things that you really want to do or ask for what you want until you numb yourself (laughs) out, right? So the reality is, is that the in my personal opinion, and I know there's going to be some people that disagree with this. So, you know, if you want to have this conversation, write it in the comments and, and we can continue it there. But um, I know there are people listening to this that are going to be saying, no way, that's not me. It really does enhance the sensations or the experience. In our experience, not only in our own sex life, but in working with lots of clients, it gets in the way far more often than it actually enhances. It just does.
1: I think it can help you to see what's a potential and what's possible. Maybe. But you have to be able to get there without it.
0: Yeah. So if one of those things I suggested was like, you can't get out of your head or you mm-hmm. don't don't have the guts to do stuff until you're uh, less inhibited, yes. right? Um, then yes, it can show you how to be able to do that. But then ultimately you got to learn how to get there without the use of the substance. And the thing is, is if you've really had... Really good, really deeply connected, open, vulnerable sex. And then you try to do the same thing while I'm on one of these substances, you realize that it actually gets in the way.
1: Yeah, I couldn't feel.
0: Yeah, yeah. I well, couldn't
1: feel the, the details, like the
0: subtleties. The subtleties, the, the really deep energetic connection that you I and I have. I needed
1: more sensations, pounding, just more to get there.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: That's not sustainable.
0: No, and especially if you keep, you know, you know mm-hmm. how that goes, right? Is like, you need more <laughs> uh, sensations and, and whatever. So then the other person's like, oh, I'm going to have to smoke a little extra weed. And then that you need more and then you need more, right? Yeah. And then it's at a certain point, it's no longer sustainable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we highly recommend like, look, you know, if you want to go out and party a little bit, have a little bit to drink, smoke a little weed, have sex, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you find that you are relying on it in, in order to have sex or to have what you consider good sex, then we highly suggest that you really try to get there without these substances. And you will find that you actually have better, deeper, more intimate, more connected, more sensation, and probably more orgasm sex.
1: All right. Last but not least, we are coming to number 15. Woo! forgetting to experiment and you know this is a biggie sometimes in life things happen and you can't have sex the way you used to well be creative find new ways sometimes you get stuck in a rut you always do the routine well shake things up
0: yeah i mean if you are in a long-term committed relationship you will most likely get bored if you just do the same <laughs> thing all the time. Yes. You just, you probably will. And so it's really important that you try new things. And like we've said all the time, don't be afraid to fail. Like sometimes things you try just won't work out. there will be flops. They'll be flops because like... You fell over in the middle of it or you broke the bed or the chair or, you know, or one person is just like, that's just really not working for me. Right. You Mm -hmm. know, like for whatever reason, sometimes they don't work out and you laugh about it and you have a great story for, you know, the next dinner party you're at (laughs) and you move on. But definitely make sure that you take the time to try new things, do different stuff, experiment, have fun. Go to a new place, go to a hotel, try a new toy, try a new position, bring another lover in if that's your, your sort of thing, you know, like whatever it is, like try different things. Yes. Have sex in a different room.
1: Yeah, exactly. Have
0: sex in every room. (laughs) Have sex out on the balcony. (laughs) That was actually a thing. We, we, We have another friend who's in a new relationship. And that was one of the things that uh, they were talking about in the beginning of, like, sort of fantasies, what would be cool. And he was like, I've always, he has this amazing balcony. He's like, I always wanted to have sex on the balcony.
1: They made it happen.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right? So don't be afraid to experiment. Do fun stuff. I mean, man, life can be really heavy at times. Like, really, really heavy sex shouldn't be no sex is supposed to be fun it's supposed to be connecting it's light-hearted supposed to be pleasurable you know it's it's one of the few truly beautiful and pleasurable things that we can do in this life
1: so let's keep doing it and do it well
0: it it, it is that if you make it mm-hmm. but you got to make it that way All right, so there you go. There are 15 bedroom mistakes that are causing bad sex. How many on this list are you guilty of? Let us know in the comments. (laughs) And if you are guilty of them, then make it a point to try to fix them. If you have to, take them one at a time, right? But I guarantee you, if you are doing some of these things and you fix them, you will see an improvement in the quality of your sex life because we have witnessed it more times than we can count with the people that we work with. All right, everybody, that is all the time we have for this episode, and we will see you next week.